Good afternoon. I am Pastor Antonio Eubanks of Heath Ministries, where we believe in using the Word of God to heal, empower, and teach so that you may be properly equipped to help establish the kingdom of God and its principles in your families, communities, and world. If you're in the metro Atlanta area, we invite you to attend our Sunday service for a life-impacting experience. Please visit our website at heatministries.org for more information. We would love to hear from you. But for now, we pray that you enjoy this message. God bless. Turn to your Bible in Matthew chapter 7. Matthew in chapter 7. So I can just set the, set the um, stage once again. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. And it reads, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receive, and he who seeks, finds, and to him who knocks, it will be open. And then in verse 9 it says, or What man is there among you who, when his son asks for a loaf, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, he will not give him a snake, will he? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more Will your Father who is in heaven give what is good to those who ask him? And last week we talked about asking. Because this scripture says, ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open. Well, last week we, we really dug all the way down into the ask portion. And ask is the, is the foundation. It's so much so the foundation that the three letters A-S-K actually makes up what Jesus is talking about right here. A, S, S, seek, and the K, knock. So ask is the foundation of, of everything what he's talking about right here. And and in the other in the other um, gospel, this this same uh, verbiage is given and it's right after the disciples have, have asked Jesus, teach us how to pray. And out of all the things that they could have taught Jesus how to do I mean, they, they, they could have asked Jesus to teach them. They said, teach us how to pray. And I have to believe that the disciples recognized that, that all the laying on hands and healing blind eyes and lame people and, 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 and finding miraculous money in the fish, the, the fish mouth and turning water into wine. I have to believe that they somewhere made the connection to say all that comes through his prayer life. So you don't have to teach me how to lay hands and heal people. You don't have to teach me how to turn water to wine. Just teach me how to pray. Teach me how to connect to that source that you're using, and I know that everything else will flow. And so then Jesus tells them, ask, and it'll be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knocking, it'll be open to you. So he's giving them specific instructions after he teaches them the Lord prayer, and then he goes here and he tells them, ask, seek, and knock. And we talked about ask last weekend, and we said that asking puts you in the right position. It puts you in the right position because he said ask and you shall receive. Well, how can you receive if you don't ask? 
So asking puts you in the right position to receive. It says, I'm set up as the recipient of God because I'm asking, and you set up as the the, 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 the giver because I'm putting myself in that right position. Amen? So it's the first level. It's, it's where we, we present our petition to God. But we also learn that a lot of people don't like to ask God for things because it's also a humbling position. Just like on earth in the natural, we don't like to ask people because we want to feel like we got it all going on. I don't want to ask for help. I don't want to ask them for this. I don't want to ask for that because then they're going to know that I'm weak, actually. But see, we in the, in, the, in the kingdom, we know that what? The word says where you are weak, what? Then he is strong. So we put down in that humbling, asking position because he's saying, then you can receive my strength. If you get down and you realize I need you, it's not even a want anymore. I need you, God. I'm asking for it. So now what? I'm putting myself in the right position. But then we also learn also what? That, that you got to do it with the right motive. Because that scripture is very misleading. It says, ask and you will receive. And then a lot of people say, well, I haven't received nothing. I asked God for this. I asked God for that. I asked God to help my help me with my boyfriend. I asked God to give me the car. I asked God to give me the, the house. Well, guess what? The word says he checks the motives. He checks the motives. We learned that in the word last week. That what motive are you asking for it in? You see what I'm saying? Like, 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 um, brother Elwood had said earlier, he said, you know, he 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 will not give you more than you can handle. He know your motive. He know you can't handle that. See, I asked God for a million dollars years ago, but he knew that I'd be a dead, diseased, smoked out fool if I had got a million dollars. Because he knew my motive. My motive for the million dollars was to make it rain at the club and smoke out till I pass out. So, he, he, he knew. So I could ask all I want to. And I can stand on the scripture. God, you say, ask and I shall receive. But God says, what is your motive? Then we like to say, well, God know my heart. Yeah, he know your heart. And that's why you ain't got what you're asking for. Because he know your heart. But the best thing about God is that he knows your heart. He'll accept your heart. And then he'll turn your heart. So then he can set you up to receive what you're asking for. What would it be, God, to give you something that you can't handle? That would be like me giving a 10-year-old child keys to my car and saying, hit 285. <laughs> something going to happen. Amen? He either going to hurt himself or hurt everybody else or all of the above. Amen? And that's why if you see in the scripture, it even talks about right here in verse in verse uh, eight, it says for everyone who asks, receive. And I like that part right now because it says everyone. Who is that? Is that you? Is that you? Is that me? Everyone. It doesn't say someone. It don't say the pastor. It don't say the prophet apostle. It don't say just the church folk. It say everyone who asks. So that so everybody's inclusive of that. But again, he's saying check your motive. But what we're going to talk about today is the seeking part. And I, I like how the asking is the foundation. But then he starts just like a pyramid. The base is wide. Everybody can stand on the base. But as you get taller, it gets a lot narrower. Amen. And he, he shows you the narrowness right here. In verse 8 it says, For everyone who asks, receive. But now here it is in the second part of this. And he who seeks, finds. 
Is anybody catching that difference? He didn't say nothing about everyone who seeks shall find. He went from everyone to now he says he. Why did God say that right there in the word? Because he know everybody ain't going to seek. Everybody can ask, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Rub the genie bottle. God, I need a house. God, I need a car. Give me, give me, give me. Let me sleep on this word. Let me stand on the word. I'll put the Bible on the pillow because I'm believing God. For give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Everyone who asks. But then he knows, he says right here, he who seeks. He who seeks shall find. See, seeking is pressing a petition. See, asking is presenting it. God, give me. I need you. I want Let me have. You got some? Let me get it. That's asking. But now, seeking is a whole different level. That's the second level. Because we're talking about the three levels of prayer. There's the asking. Everybody can hit that level. But see, now we're starting to get, we're starting to put the, put the big, the big boy pants on now. Because now, now he's raising the stakes in the game. He's saying, now seek. Yeah, you asked. Everybody can do that. Everybody can do that. But he who seeks. See, see, we ask when we know his will. That's why everybody can ask. Because you go to church, you hear God is a healer. So you can ask for healing. You say he, he's a God of prosperity. You ask for your money. You ask for your car. Everybody can ask that because you know his will. You can read it in the Bible, this, that, and the other. But seeking is different. Seeking is what we do when we don't know his will. When we don't know his will. See, it's easy to ask when you know, like I said last week, if you know that person got a pocket full of money, you're going to ask them for the bar of the money. You're not, you're not going to ask somebody who you know is broke all the time because you, you subject not to get it. So when we ask God for certain things, we know it's God and we like, okay, yeah, I know he can do that. But now seeking is a whole different thing because now you're stepping out the boat. See, Peter said, if it's you, God, then call me out. It's easy to ask when you can see God. But now when you step out of that boat and you starting to walk on that faith, you starting to walk on that water, and now circumstances is coming up, the wind is blowing all around you, the, the waves is coming up, and you can't see God while you walking, oh, now you got to start what? Seeking. Now you start seeking. And, and don't be like Peter. When you start seeking, you start falling. You start falling. Because, see, that's what we're doing. Seeking is taking us into a deeper, more mature level of prayer. A deeper, more mature level of prayer. That, that's, that's when you're saying, that's when you're saying like, like Jesus. See, Jesus even showed you that in the garden. He said, he said, God, take this cup away from me. That's asking. Because God said that he won't forsake us. He won't leave us. That, that he'll protect us from evil. So Jesus said, I'm asking. Take this cup away from me. First level of prayer. But then he went to the second level of prayer and he said, he said, not my will. Remove me out of this thing. I, I don't want to do it, but not my will. I'm seeking something greater. I'm trying to go deeper into this thing. What do you want done, God? But see, a lot of us don't want to go to that level. Even like last week with the asking. A lot of us are asked for what we want. But then we won't ask for what we need. Because see, some of us need repentance. Some of us need the obedience. Some of us need patience. Some of us need long-suffering. Some of us need joy. Some of us need peace. But we won't ask for what we need. We'll ask for what we want. Because the want stuff look good. It feel good. It tastes good. It smell good. We'll ask for what we want. It's easy to ask for the car. But it's very hard to ask for the obedience. 
is very hard. Amen. But the, the, the seeking takes us to a deeper, more mature level of prayer. It's, it's putting yourself aside. It's saying it's, it's not about me. I'm, I'm not motivated by my desire. I'm motivated by the desire to know God's will. Seeking implies that something is lost. But how many know that God ain't lost? He know where he is. So if he's saying seek, then what is he telling you? You lost. You got to find where I am. I'm here waiting on you. Seek implies that there's something to be discovered. Seeking implies that that thing to be discovered is of value. Because how many know, are you going to look for something that ain't no value to you? Some of us won't leave the house, but we'll leave the house and turn all the way back around to what? Get that cell phone. Because it's of value to you. You will seek for it. You will look up and down for it. Turn the house upside down. Have people trying to call you. Help me find my phone. Why? Because it's of value to you. Well, how many How many going to do that same seeking for God? When you leave the house in the morning without God, how many are going to turn around and say, you know what? I forgot to bring God with me. Let me turn back around and put on my arm of God. Let me put on my helmet of salvation. Let me put on my breastplate of righteousness. Let me put on. Let me pull out the sword of, 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 of spirit. Let me let me put the shield of faith. Let me walk out this house prepared. I can't leave out with nothing. Or oh, let me run back up the stairs and put on the shoes of the good news so I can walk this thing out right. Because I know when I go to work today, I'm gonna have to cuss that person out. So God, let me go ahead and put these shoes on so I can stand on Your word. And when they start yin yin yang yang in them in my ear, I can just turn around and say, Oh, but God. Nothing but God. Amen. Amen. But that takes seeking. Mm -hmm. And that's why the, the, the hole gets tighter. Everyone asks. But he who seeks. He. Now that's not, that's not gender specific because there's no gender in God. But it's personal. Everybody's not going to seek. And everybody ain't going to help you seek. Catch that. Everybody ain't going to help you see. What you looking for, everybody ain't trying to find. Because they probably already got it or don't want it. So don't get mad because they ain't a part of your plan. Don't get mad because they won't line up with what you looking for. You going looking for the buried treasure and they saying, I don't want that. I don't want no parts of that. I tried to look before and I know what it takes to look. I ain't ready to be looking right now. I need to, I, I come when I, when I get ready. I, I gotta get straight first. If you're around folks that need to get straight first. Then you're going to stay crooked You're going to stay crooked And it says do what Don't walk in the counsel of the wicked Amen The twisted, the crooked, the messed up folk Because that's that in your ear, in your ear. They're not seeking for the same things you're seeking for They're seeking after the things that's going to please them They're seeking after the stuff that's going to help them Get up on top they using you as the footstool. They using you as the footstool. Ain't it funny how the words say that the, that the God is, uh, or the, the enemy can become your footstool? Well, guess what? Some of your folks hanging around you is your enemy because they trying to use you as the footstool. They know the word of God. They like if I get around my enemy, I'm gonna get a footstool. So this person I'm around is my enemy because I'm trying to step up. My God, my God. Check your surroundings. Check your surroundings. Check your surroundings. Everybody in your boat ain't rowing. Amen. Somebody, somebody drilling holes in the back. But see, here we go. Seeking is a 
important thing. Because see, prayer is prayer is work, people. Prayer is not. It, it, we said it's communication. It's just talking to God. But how many know that the devil don't even want you doing that? The, the devil don't want you talking to God. That's your communication. Anytime you're in a strategic battle, and let me tell you something. If y'all don't know, you're in a strategic battle. Y'all doing you, whether you signed up or not, you you in the war. Whether you want to be or not, you in a war. And guess what? The first thing they try to do in the military is cut off communication. Because if they cut off communication, they can't get supplies, they can't get ammunition, they can't make strategic movements because they don't know where they're going. They can't see where they're going, they can't hear where they're going. Well, how many know that's what the enemy wants? He don't want you to pray. He don't want you talking to God. He don't want you communing with God because communing means common union, meaning coming into one. How many know that he don't want you coming into one with God because he know if you come into one with God then guess what you gonna arrive at your destination it's not a matter of if it's only when if you walk in with God he says the righteous man's steps is ordered by the Lord so you can't help but be in the right place at the right time with the right people if you talking to God you can't help it but prayer takes work, and, and our flesh and blood is against that. It, 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 we, we become lax in the prayer. And that's why he said, he who seeks. Because it's very easy to become lax. But I want to tell you today, to, to you know, too little with God will be too little for God. See, don't talk about how much you love God and how much you, how much you praise and worship God, and you don't talk to him. Because I know people who don't talk to me, then I don't really think they love me. You can, I used to say all the time, you can tell me you love me a thousand times, but until you show me, it don't mean nothing. Anybody can say that. Anybody can say, I, I love you. That don't take nothing, I love you. It, it ain't nothing but a word. It ain't nothing but a word. But see, the thing is, we got to be able to seek. That means the intense search. That means you looking. When you when people looking for treasure, they'll do what? They'll spend their life savings to find that treasure. Well, what are you willing to sacrifice to find God? See, we got to get to a point where we got to take it to the next level. God said, whoever seeks shall find but the thing is, we've been seeking after the wrong things. We've been seeking after the things that God can give instead of seeking God. We've been seeking the creation and not the creator. We've been seeking the resource and not the source. Amen. And then we've been so fooled, we've been so fooled in the, in the churches of today that, that we equate the resource as being with the source. So we say if that person got a house, that person got a car, that person got a good job, then they must be with God. That person don't got a car, that person don't have a job, that person don't have money, so they must not be with God. The devil is a lie. The devil is a lie. That's what the enemy wants you to think. He wants you to believe what you see. But how many know that as kingdom kids, we got to see in order to believe. I got to see what you're doing with God. Anybody can talk about they love God. Anybody can act like they love God. But when the rubber meet the road, when the hit, when the fire meet the pan, who do you really love God? If you lost all of that, would you be like Job and say, even, even if you're slaving, 
I don't even care what you do, God, because I ain't gonna leave you. I'm a, you gotta be like, you gotta be like Ruth to Naomi. I don't care where you're going. I don't care how long you're gonna stay, but you ain't gonna leave me here. I'm gonna leave everything behind and I'm falling after you. You gotta have that Ruth-like spirit. You gotta say, I'm going with you, Naomi. I don't care where you're going. You're gonna take me with you. The hell if you gonna leave me here, I'm going with you. And that's how we got to be with God. I don't care what I go through. God, I ain't leaving. Devil, you can talk all you want to, but he says capture every thought with the word of God. Capture every thought. When you having a bad thought come up in your head, then guess what? Open your mouth. He get, he's a speaking spirit. When the enemy come in and say, say you ain't going to never have nothing. Your mama was depressed. Your grandmama was depressed. Why you don't think you ain't going to be depressed? You might well commit suicide. Then you got to open your mouth. Don't keep thinking in your head, talking to yourself in your head. Open your mouth verbally like God said. He said, you know what? The devil lives a lie. I will have long life. I am ahead and not the tail. I shall prosper. As my soul prosper, my mind shall prosper. He will make a restore. He will turn my heart. You got to speak to cut those thoughts off. Yes, Lord. Yes, God. Don't believe me? Try it. I want everybody to think about their name. Just say your name in your head over and over and over again. Just keep saying your name over and over and over again. Until you just hear, that's the only thought you hear. Now, as you're thinking about your name, now say, I need to get to God. You can say it out loud. Remember, I said, speak it. Are you still thinking about your name? You can't think something and speak something else. You can't think something one thing and speak another thing. They're going to separate. They're going to separate. So if, you, if the enemy is placing those thoughts in your head, then you seek God with your mouth. That's why God said the power of life and death is in the tongue. See, we're looking for everything out there. But God says, seek me in your mouth. If you really want to know who I am, then let me come out of your mouth. He says, I'm like Warren Povich. I want to know if I'm your daddy. I need to swab your mouth to see what come out your mouth. Because if it ain't me coming out your mouth, then I'm not the daddy. I'm going to run off the stage and be like, oh, Lord, he ain't my son. Come on now. That's what we got to understand. We will find God's perfect will. You'll find it. You'll find it if you don't give up. If you don't give up. See, that's the key. The enemy wants you to give up. The enemy wants you to stop. See, we ask, we ask for something, but then in between asking and receiving, there's this big open space. That space take faith. That space take trust. That, that, that faith takes some tenacity. See, uh, we, we ain't got no balls as Christians. We give up too easy. We like, I just want to quit. Oh, it's going to take it too long. Oh, God, why you doing this? We just whining all the time. God say, man, oh, get yourself together. Pick up your sacks and walk on. All right, all right. It's a hard word, but it got to be told. Yes, Lord. It's time for us to seek God like never before. Not seeking him on Sunday when you come to church and you just think you're checking off the list and you making him happy. God said, I ain't pleased with that. It don't matter where you show up, because you can show up in all the buildings you want to. But if I'm not inside of you, it don't matter. Oh, my God. All right. All right. 
coming to church ain't gonna make you no Christian. Just like sitting in a garage ain't gonna make you a car. Come on now. That transformation ain't gonna happen. It ain't gonna happen. He don't want to veil out his, his will from us. He don't want to keep it from us. It's not that he, he got it hidden in a place that can't nobody find it but the pastor. The devil is a lie. He said that it's going to be revealed to all of us. He said the veil has been lifted. He's just saying that I ain't just giving it away to anybody. Amen. See, God, 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 that's a message for somebody. Don't just give it away to anybody. Come on. <laughs> Value that thing. And I got some kids in here, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Value it. When you just give it away to anybody, they ain't gonna value it because they think they can just get it anytime they want to. So why should they value something that you're giving away for free? Even God said, count the cost. Come at you gonna come at me. You gotta count the cost. He's not looking for no adulterous whore's generation. He's looking for somebody who's gonna make a commitment. He said, everybody can't find what I'm giving because everybody ain't ready to commit to what I got. Everybody ain't ready to put a ring on it. Oh, thank you, God. He desires that we know and walk with him. But see, there's a there's a there's a gap, and we talked about that one time. I think in, in one of the series of the, the, those, those expectation gaps, and, and between the asking and the receiving, we, you know, we petition for the the, the 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 prayer, we petition God, but then it's the press. How many know pressing is hard? Pressing hurt. You know, when you, you, if you if any of y'all worked out and you pressing them weights up on your chest, you get up on that thing, you might feel like you about to die. you like, I need a spotter. Well, guess who the spotter is? The Holy Spirit. He said, I don't care how much weight you put on the bar. I can spot you. I can lift it up. I just need you to get down there and try. I just need you to get down there and pretend like you're going to do it. Some of you just need to pretend. You've been pretending anyway with the world. Come over here and pretend with God. Because you may believe long enough, you'll, he'll make you believe. Amen. Stop pretending And let's get in this thing for real Let's not be like these people In, 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 in the Israelites See they, they kept asking God God please save us Please we've been 400 years Take us out of Egypt Please get us out of here That's the asking part But how many know when they got in the desert The pressing came And they turned a, a 11 day journey Into a 40 year death sentence For some of them because everybody didn't make it. Because that pressing came. Even the man who led them out didn't get to make it. Because the pressing came. The people got on his nerves so bad. He like, you want water? He'll go water. And God said, you can't come because you was disobedient. See, that? that's the thing. The, 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 the pressing comes to see your obedience. That's where the seeking is. Because, see, when you're seeking, that means you probably can't see. That means you can't see the knowledge. S-E-E, then the K is knowledge. You can't see the knowledge. Why? Because you can't lean to your own understanding. In all your ways, you got to acknowledge God. All your ways. What is the way? The way you going. All your ways, acknowledge God. But see, when you walking blind, because what? We walk by faith and not by what? Sight. So how can I walk by faith and not by sight and still see? That means that what? I got to walk with my hand out ready to touch God. I got to keep on walking no matter what. And okay, if I bump into the wall, guess what? God will remove the wall. If I walk into the water, God will keep me walking on the water. If I start to sink like Peter, what? God will still 
reach down and grab it. But for some of y'all, God is saying, just walk. Just walk. Keep pressing. Keep pressing. But when you get out there, don't be like these people. Turn return to Deuteronomy. I'm, I'm, I'm going somewhere. But he got me all over. But hopefully it's getting through. Amen. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 4. Because God is saying, it, 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 remember the first level. We spent too long as a church on this first level. And when I say church, I'm talking about as a, as a whole church body. Not he. I'm talking about as a church body. We, we spent too long on the asking. We, we've been, we've been on that first level asking God. And then, like I say, the enemy got a hold to that thing and made us just, I'll be just asking for stuff. I just want stuff, stuff, stuff. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. And that's how you got the housing crisis. People want to blame it on the government. No, the church caused the housing crisis. You know why? Because they had people believing for million dollar home on a $25,000 income. The devil lives a lot. So you're going out and getting a credit card, interest only loan, and now you wonder why your house is in foreclosure. $25,000 income is not going to get you a three, four $400,000 house. You can't afford that. But I believe in God for a house. I'm standing on it. Will you agree with me, brother, that God is going to give me my mansion? Yeah, you'll get it. The world will get you anything you ask for, but can you keep it? My granddad used to always tell me, boy, don't get nothing that you can't keep. What's the, what's the point of having it if you can't keep it? There you go, there. Don't get it if you can't keep it. And if you don't want to keep it, why get it in the first place? That's a word for somebody else, too. If you don't want to keep it in the long run, then why are you even messing around with it in the first place? Because you might get caught up. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 4. Lord, I'm getting through, Lord. Y'all just help me here. Deuteronomy chapter 4. And I want verse 25. I hope we're being empowered by this today. And I say we because I'm trying to receive it just like y'all. You know, this comes fresh from the top. Amen. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 25. Because I'm ready to take it to the next level. I don't know about y'all, you know, but it, it, it's time out for all the little pity pat prayers and, the, and the, the, you know, you know what the little basic cookie cutter type stuff. No, it's time to take it to this next level. This next level. But I mean, no, new levels is what? New devils. Mm -hmm. But don't get scared. Don't get scared. And if you're scared, say you're scared. Because God wouldn't let you go to the next level if you weren't already prepared. If you weren't already ready. God ain't going to give you what? More than you can handle. So if you're on that level and you're seeing them giants in that promised land, you either going to come back like the ten spies or you're going to come back like Caleb and Joshua. And you're going to say, you know what? Yeah, they big. But my God is bigger. They, my God is bigger. I'm not worried about it. But Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 25. And, and this is Moses talking to the people right before they get ready to go into the promised land. These are, these are some of the leftovers. And I say leftovers because a lot of them folks died because these people get bought out of Egypt, but somewhere they get caught up in that wilderness and they, they never make that full repentance. So you can be delivered all day long, but until you repent, until you change that mind, then guess what? You just had a position change. And the same mess you find yourself in over here, you'll find yourself in that mess over there. I don't care if you you go over here, you slanging drugs, and you smoking dope over in Atlanta, you move to L L.A., you're going to do the same thing. Because guess what? You're going to be able to spot that drug dealer from a mile away because birds of a feather would flock together. And the enemy can only tempt you by what's in you. Amen. So clean yourself up. Mm -hmm. That's a word. Through God. 
Because you can't do it yourself. Deuteronomy 4 and 25. So Moses talking to the people. He says, when you become the father of children and children's children. She's talking about legacy right there. And have remained long in the land. He's talking about the promised land. And But now here, here, go, to, here go to part. And act corruptly and make an idol in the form of anything and do that which is evil in the sight of the Lord your God so as to provoke him to anger. See, Moses is telling when y'all get into this promised land, because he's giving you what you asked for. You've been, you've been delivered. But now he's wanting you to seek something else. He's wanting you to seek something greater. And he's saying right here, but when you act corruptly and make an idol in the form of anything and do that which is evil in the sight of the Lord your God, so as to provoke him to anger. Yeah, God gets mad, y'all. Verse 26, Moses says, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that you will surely perish quickly from the land where you are going over the Jordan to possess it. You shall not live long on it, but will be utterly destroyed. The Lord will scatter you among the people, and you will be left few in number among the nations where the Lord drives you. There you will serve gods. Little G, the work of man's hands, wood and stone, which neither see nor hear. Catch that. These gods, these people, these things, they neither see nor hear nor eat nor smell. Verse 29, it says, but. And the people in the Bible study class, how to study the Bible class, they know what that but means. Sometimes you got to look at the but. That means everything that came beforehand, you can cancel that out if you do what come after the but. So sometimes you got to look at your butt and do what come after the butt. Amen. See, God is saying, I don't, I'm mad at you. You, you. you building up all these idols. You doing all these things. You seeking out to make it plain. You seeking out the things that are not me. You seeking out the things that are not me. And that's what's causing your destruction. That's what's causing you to lose things of which you once possessed. That's what's causing you to, to, to be removed from places which are supposed to be yours. But verse 29, he says, but from there, you will seek the Lord your God and you will find him. Mm -hmm. And then here's the condition. If you search for him with all, with all, catch that, with all your heart and all your soul. He said, you go, you can find me if, and see, that, 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 there's the condition of seeking right there. We, I said all that earlier to say, just this one thing right there. If you seek God with all, not see, we want to come and seek God with our Sunday heart. How many know that Sunday heart look good? Everybody can act right on Sunday. I remember growing up, my growing up, like you can't play cards on Sunday. You know, don't do all, you know, there's a lot of stuff that, that you couldn't do on Sunday. Because that was the God's day. The devil is alive. It says, this is the day that the Lord has made. And we shall be glad to rejoice in it. Which day are you talking about? He didn't say. This day, whatever day you in. So if you can't play cards on Sunday, why are you playing on Monday? <laughs> But see, the, the enemy wants you to be legalistic like that because he knows that doing that, you won't seek God with what? All your heart. You're giving your Sunday heart. I'm going to put the cards up on Sunday. I'm going to not watch these movies on Sunday because it's Sunday. This is the Lord's day. 
The devil is a lie. That's seeking with part of your heart. He says the only way you're going to find him is you seek him with all your heart. Now, I know that's hard for some people to, to, to say, well, God, I thought you would let me find you. He says seeking you shall find if you do it with all your heart. See, some of us ain't really found God. We just think we have. And some of us have only found a piece of God. Because you're only searching with a piece of your heart and a piece of your soul. Your soul is your mind, your will, and emotions. How many know that God does not want us to perish in the promise? See, that's what he, Moses was telling these people. Don't perish in the promised land. This is what you've been asking God for. Your people have been asking God for over 400 years for this promise. Now, why once you finally get ready to, to take it, you're going to perish in it? Why? Because you're going to do it in your own will. See, that's what a lot of us do. Once God gives us what we're asking for, all right, see you later, God. Thank you. I, I, I put the bottle back up on the shelf. I come rub you again, get my three wishes with stuff, get the fan again. But once I get what I want, I'm gone. And that's why that's just the first level of prayer. Because the second level is seeking. That means that I got what I want, God. You gave me what I asked for. But now, God, I'm seeking you even the more so to not only know how to keep it, but to what to do with it. Because that's what God, God is not blessing you just for you. When he gives you something, it's for you, but it's also for who he instructs you to bless with it. Amen. So he said, don't perish in the promise. He done what you asked, but now you find yourself in that wilderness. You're trying to maintain the promise. You're trying to hold on to the promise. But God said, don't do it with your own will. Don't do it with your own desire. See, when you do things in your own desire, in your own will, Moses, he said right there, he said that, that you will perish in this thing. Not only you will perish, but you will become corrupt before you perish. That's how you see people get messed up fall down. You see pastors get corrupt because he builds them. God will build them up and increase them. But then somewhere they allow the enemy to come into their mind and they think that it was all them. And how many know that pride come before the fall? So now you're walking through their churches and you're seeing pictures of them everywhere. And then you, so instead of instead of worshiping Jesus, now you got to worship him. And he raising himself up and lifting himself up. And then now you wondering why they fall. Or blowing their brains out. Because they stop seeking because they got what they asked for. If you don't get nothing else out of today's message, get the fact that even if you get or when you get what God, what you ask God for, don't stop seeking it. Don't stop seeking it. See, what people fail to realize is the one little simple little scripture. We quote it all the time, but then we just run past it. Stop and slow down, because it says what? Seek first. Matthew 6 and 33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added. And, and it's funny, because the, the people were asking for all the stuff that we asked for today. God, how you going to take care of me? I need a house, I need a car, I need, a, I need all this stuff. What, what, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. And Jesus said, hold up. Seek first. First. See, something about first. And what you do first. What you do first. What you do first. What's the first thing you do in the morning? What's the first thing you do in the morning? The first thing you do in the morning is the first thing you worship in the morning. Think about that. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added into it. So he's saying, he's saying, 
I want you to, I want you really to, to, to everyone is on that first level. I want y'all operating on the second level. Matter of fact, you can bypass the first level. You can bypass asking, because if you seek me, you ain't even going to have to ask, because I'm going to show up with everything. Amen. You don't even have to ask, because I'm going to show up. I'm going to show up. It's a, it's, a, it's a little Hebrew story that goes along with that, where, where there, there's, this, there's a... There's a, a soldier in the army. He's, he's been a great fighter. He's helped the king get a lot of stuff. And so the king says, I'm going to give you whatever you ask for. And when I say whatever, I mean whatever. So a lot of his friends said, you just a little private. You just a little person in the army. Why don't you ask to become a general? So then you can command all the armies. And, and you can be on top. And you can have people doing everything you say. But how many know that he sought God first? He sought the wisdom of God. And he said, he went to the king and he said, you know what, king? I would like to become a general. However, I prefer to marry your daughter. Why? Because he know if he married a daughter, everything heals anyway. Amen. See, he sought the source instead of the resources. He can be a general, but he'll never get the kingdom. But if he married a daughter, eventually the kingdom will be his. God says, yeah, you can marry the resource. You can have a job, a house, and a car, and all that. But if you really connect with me, then all this stuff is yours anyway. It'll be so much that you don't want it anyway. God says, connect with the source, but are you willing to sacrifice? Are you willing to sacrifice? And see, we got to pursue it with all our strength. We got to go past just wanting. See, a lot of us just want it, but wanting and getting are two different things. Everybody wants something, but are you willing to do something to get it? See, that's the key. That shows how much you want. We all got wishes and hopes and dreams, but it's the ones who step out and actually do that makes it happen. Amen. And turn lastly right here to Psalm chapter 34. Psalm chapter 34. Because we got to seek God. And next we will talk about that knocking. Because knocking is very important. But this seek is the bridge. Just the linchpin. Who you seeking determines what you get. And remember he says seek and you shall find. Guess what? The enemy know that too. Guess what? The enemy can use that same power as well. Because he's just using something that's already innate inside of you. It's already inside of us to seek. That's what we're designed to do, is to seek God. It's to worship after God, to, to try to connect to God. So the enemy knows that we're seekers by nature. So he just puts little stuff out there for us to seek. He puts this job over here. He puts this man over here. He puts these drugs, this sex over here. So we can seek after that. So that we can always stay away from God. Because we get so messed up and corrupt and dirty in that. That we say, God, I can't come before you dirty like this. That's what the enemy wants you to do. Operate in that condemnation, that guilt. So that you never come and seek God. Because he's saying, God ain't going to want you like that. You done did all that. You done messed up your life like that. Why would God want you? See, the only person who's going to say something like that to you is what they call church folks. Church folks will tell you that. Church folks will tell you that that God don't want you like that. That's why it talks about in the scripture, the man with the wretched hand. He done sit up in church all them years and nobody did nothing for his hand except for talk about it. And Jesus walked up in there and said, stretch that thing out. 
Let that thing go so you can be healed. See, church folks will talk about you, but Christians and disciples, they'll help you to find the healing. They'll help you to find the way. Amen. So if you're being, if you're being, if you're being judged, you might be being judged by a church folk. But then if you're being corrected, take the correction. Amen. Amen. It's a difference. We'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Psalms 34, chapter, I mean, verse 5. Psalms 34, verse 5. And it says, they looked to him and were radiant. They looked to him and they were radiant. And their faces will never be ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him. See, God hears your cries and saved him out of his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him. Fear means to all worship, revere him. And then he rescues them. Verse 8, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. How blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. For those who fear him, there is no want. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger. But, there's that but again. But they who seek the Lord shall not be in want of any good thing. That's a word. That ain't what I said. That's the word of God. It's saying... The young lions do lack and suffer. See, don't be a young lion. Don't be young and immature in this word. Don't be young and immature in the things of God. He says, young lions, you're going to lack. You're going to suffer hunger. If you lacking and suffering hunger, then guess what? Here's the problem. The butt. Get your butt out the way and say right here, they who seek the Lord. If you seek the Lord, he says, shall not be in want of any good thing. That's powerful, people. You should be rejoicing right there, saying that if I seek the Lord, then he's telling me right now that that's my receipt. See, when I find receipts in the Bible, I get excited because I know all I got to do is meet the condition and I just show up with my receipt and God got to honor that. See, when I'm on my knees and I'm praying to God, I say, God, according to your word, you say that those who seek you shall not be in want of any good thing. So, God, if I'm lacking in some good things, then God, show me where I'm wrong. Show me where I need to go. God, show me where I need to seek because, see, God will even tell you where you need to look for him at. He ain't hiding. He just wants you to put some effort in. He wants to see if you're going to be faithful. He said without faith it's impossible to please God. He just wants to know, are you willing to sacrifice? Are you willing to sacrifice? Are you willing to sacrifice? See, seeking going to take time. Seeking going to take effort. Seeking going to take Perseverance. Seeking gonna take long suffering. Seeking gonna take endurance. Seeking gonna take pain. But how many know that pain sometimes is the precursor to change? If you hurting and you in pain right now, guess what? God's telling you it's time to move. Your body start hurting because it's saying it's time to go to the doctor. See what's wrong with you. Don't ignore the pain. Get ready to change. Get ready to change. Because God is calling us to a, a whole new level. He's calling us to a whole new level of seeking. It ain't just this Sunday stuff. It ain't just, I read this Bible, I did this Bible plan. No, God is saying it's time to go deeper. 
Seeking implies treasure. Treasure implies that it takes some shovels and some pickaxes and, and some back breaking. You're gonna have to break your back a little bit. You're gonna have to put some elbow grease in this thing. It ain't, he's not a genie. He ain't gonna just show up cause you rub on the Bible. It don't work that way. God says that I bless the righteous. I bless those who seek me. And like this song says, you, you got a seed in the ground. And, 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 and it's a season that it, that it comes in. The Bible says, Genesis 8, 22, as long as the earth shall remain, there will be what? Seed, time, and harvest. Don't fall down in the time. Because if you got seed in the ground, how many know you already got harvest in the ground? See, that's what the enemy don't want you to realize. That the seed you got in the ground is ain't nothing but harvest in marination. Your harvest just marinated. It's just waiting. But you got to put in the time. 